0: plushcarecom weightloss. hello darlings all welcome to this monkey kingdom and a cast production of Tom Reed Wilson has words with my lexical co-navigator today has one of the most singular voices in the land both laryngeally and stylistically it's the incomparable Joe Brand, or inégalable, as I just learned in French with Mummy last night, also meaning matchless or without equal. As something of a superfan, it was my enormous pleasure to funnel my love into rhyme. So let's hasten her arrival as I whip out my poetic bugle. It's rare to find a voice that makes one bark its owner's name after just a solitary word. But when Mrs. Crocodile saluted Pepper Pig, my nephew knew I liked what I had heard. That's because where she's concerned, I want an extra slice. Pardon that unpardonable pun. But when you hear her just a minute, I know you'll agree. One's rueful that she only gets the one because she's qualified to speak about such varied things as psychiatric wards to high street shops. You see, she's done it all. How many stand-ups do you know? Au fait with mental health and picking hops. So, since I love her dulcet tones, it's time that they proceed from their rich and warm laryngeal land. For I am champing at the bit to introduce my guest, the dazzling and the wonderful Joe Brand.
1: Oh, thank you to the future poet laureate there. That was marvellous.
0: <laughs> Joe, I have so enjoyed reading your latest memoir, Born Lippy, and a lot of our listeners, because this is a podcast all about words tell me that their favourite word group is the portmanteau and you're a bit of a portmanteau coiner and the ones that immediately spring to mind are smirting and
1: twanny. (laughs) Uh, Twanny I think is a wonderful word and I will say I'm very attached to the word portmanteau itself because when I was at primary school and I remember this really well, I must have been sort of eight, seven or eight we had a spelling test and i got 19 out of 20 and the the teacher was fairly gobsmacked because we were a kent village school and we were actually all a bit thick most of us and um the only word i got wrong was portmanteau and uh, i put an o on the end instead of an eau and so from from that point onwards i always knew what the word meant and i always had a slight son of resentment when I heard it.
0: I think probably the ultimate twanny that you cite in, in your memoir is the heckler. Pissed bullies with a loud voice and a big ego. That's why it's so satisfying to nail them,
1: preferably to a wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I know. I do sometimes wish I was a bit more gentle and feminine, but that was never going to happen, so having been a nurse I'd been insulted in so many imaginative and quite despicable ways that I never met a heckler that did any better than anyone that I met at the emergency <laughs> clinic I worked in so hats off to them
0: you do cite one that you quite like I think concerning a crop trouser oh
1: that's right indeed well this was in Leeds and I it was at the city varieties I don't know if you've been there but it's an absolute absolutely lovely old-fashioned theatre which is very kind of ornate and and decorative and they used to have a a show um, that came from it in the in oh my god how old am I probably in the 60s I would have thought and it's such a long time ago I forgot what it was called but it was all people dressed up in edwardian gear going oh my dear you know you are so hilariously marvelous it was all like that and um, so it was fitting that i got a nice heckle there and basically um i had some short trousers on and um uh someone shouted not not shorts obviously that'd be far too much for the audience to endure no they were just trousers that showed a bit too much my ankle and someone shouted out why don't you put some jam on your shoes and invite your trousers to tea and <laughs> I thought that was so sweet because it was so different in its nature from, you know, get off your fat whatever, which normally preceded every single noun I've ever been heckled on stage.
0: Well, in researching you, one of the greatest pleasures for me as a feminist is that your feminism is so beautifully intertwined with all your musings and you actually wrestle with some quite misogynistic etymology in born Lippy. And I'm thinking really of hysteria, vagina and pudenda.
1: Well, pudenda, which let's face it, is not a word we use terribly often these days, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the whole kind of lady area and we do get a huge number of words from um, Latin and pudenda means things to be ashamed of which is you know as 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 like half the population has one I think that's kind of not very fair really is it but I do think that sort of in a, a lot of religious settings all that area is a bit shameful for women and we're we're made to realise that we we shouldn't get it out too often and wave it about because people will faint. (laughs) So, you know, I I think it's kind of um, something that you should keep saying to people because I'm sure doctors probably still use it and don't even really think about what it means a lot of the time. Yes,
0: I learned from you that the number of nerve endings in the clitoris is sort of double that
1: of the penis and so it's sort of egregious. I, I think it's only, let's say, in the last hundred, or so years that anyone ever even mentioned that there was an area down there, let alone yes. a clitoris, you know. Any area at all below the waist was considered something appallingly impolite to, to even mention. Yes,
0: unless it was phallic.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, because actually, if you look at sort of um, classic statues where people don't have any clothes on, The men's bits down there tend to be in fairly kind of good detail, don't they? Mm. Whereas all the women have had a Brazilian, (laughs) which I think is quite unbelievable for that time, (laughs) um, really. Uh, There's nothing there at all that would make, you know, an elderly woman bringing her grandchildren to a museum sort of get hot under the collar.
0: It resonates even with lawmaking because, you know, the the gay laws and... um, the criminalisation of of sodomy didn't apply to women at all, mainly because all the men, all the MPs were men and they didn't understand how the act could be performed. So they just didn't legislate against it. No,
1: that's right, because I think the legend is, and I don't even know if it's true, but that Queen Queen Victoria said she didn't believe there was such a thing as lesbianism. So I don't even know if that's true, but apparently... She did say that. I'd like to have been at that speech, wouldn't you? But. um... (laughs) (laughs) Was that the opening of
0: Parliament? (laughs) Just like a little aside here. (laughs) Well, at this juncture in the Podisode, we always wind back the clock as we get. regional with Joe Brand.
1: Okay. Just before we move on very quickly, can I just say I would love to have your voice for a week sometime because (laughs) I think your voice is incredible. I don't know where it comes from. And I hope this isn't an offensive thing to say, but it really reminds me of Julie Andrews in Mary Poppins.
0: No, it's it's not in the least, but (laughs) I found out that it's not an aphrodisiac. That's the (laughs) only trouble with it. Now, you mentioned a little Kentish village.
1: Uh, Which one was it? Uh, It was a village called Benenden in Kent and it didn't have an awful lot to recommend itself apart from the fact there was a very um, posh girls' school there, uh, a private school, uh, where Princess Anne uh, went to school, that was its claim to fame, yeah. Is it did you go to the <laughs> no um, <laughs> no i went I went to the village <laughs> primary school, and um then I actually went to the local comprehensive. This is gonna sound like, oh, what's the phrase you know, um a humble brag, but i went I went to the local comprehensive, and after six months, the headmaster it got my parents to come in and said I would have to go up two years because I was too intelligent for my for my year
0: oh i see
1: yeah i know I, it's all right don't worry i'm knocked off as anything now so that's all changed <laughs> but um <laughs> they they had deliberately sent me there because the nearest um because we had grammar schools at that time uh, the nearest grammar school yes. was uh, 25 miles away and it was a two and a half hour journey on a bus which pretty much you could keep up with if you walked Blimey. i know Um, But so my parents didn't want me to go up two years because they thought I'd get bullied, which is probably right. So I transferred to a school in Tunbridge Wells. So you know, (laughs) (laughs) know, exactly. Tunbridge Wells Grammar <laughs> School for Girls, or twigs, as we called it. So you couldn't get much more upmarket. What a change.
0: And that's where all the Jackie readers were, as opposed to the to the Bunty readers. That's
1: right. Well, indeed. And, of course, I wasn't allowed to read Jackie because my mother thought it was, you know, something akin to teenage porn. <laughs> and... um <laughs> well i have to say that she that she wasn't that she wasn't like that really but she was a very very um committed feminist which was quite unusual in a kent village in those days and all the local tradesmen were quite frightened of her because she always pulled them up on stuff uh language and what have you and um so yeah, she wouldn't. She wouldn't let me watch. She wouldn't let me uh, read Jackie. She wouldn't let me watch ITV because of the adverts, and she also <laughs> would not uh, let us watch Top of the Pops, because she said most of the men that prevent it seem to have the makings of a paedophile to me. So how interesting! Oh, gosh, is that? How very prescient! Yes, <laughs> I know. Gosh,
0: what foresight! That's amazing. And actually, the feminism finds its way even into your name because a literary hero that you and I and your mum share uh, resulted in your appellation.
1: It did because I she named me after Jo in Little Women, oh. who was, I know, who was the only sort of sister in, in that book that didn't go, hey, can I have a husband? <laughs> and um, she... Uh she i think i seem to remember she cut her hair off and sold it when the family yes. um, were in dire straits and came home and everyone was so shocked and sort of went oh my god that's her chance of her husband gone out the window and in fact my mum said to me when i was 14 um, she said you know i feel i should say something kind of you know that you will remember to you about life and give you some advice so i was, Oh, here we go. In for the long haul. And she just said, all oh, men are bastards. Don't forget that. And that <laughs> so, you know, if people wonder where I've got it from, you know, sorry, guys. And of course, she didn't think that and neither do I. But, you know, it's it, 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 it travels with me. You also grew up with a
0: brother and a menagerie of animals, which extended to the occasional woodlouse under the pillow, courtesy of Raymond and Katie. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. who or what were they
1: well my i had i had two brothers actually my little brother matt sadly died in um 2015 of cancer and uh, it was him uh, he, he had imaginary friends and they were called raymond and katie i was just so <laughs> just interested in, in their divine. names i know i really kind of wish I'd, that's what i call my children now because <laughs> um <so laughs> So, you know, if ever something was done that was less than acceptable socially or otherwise, it was always one of those two that had done it. <laughs> love
0: that. And then you left the, the family home in Hastings to live in a Hastings bedsit with dazzling Korean chefs over here. Oh, yes. And a cannabis growing granny underneath you.
1: I mean, it sounds like a dream for a 16 year old. It was like a play. Um, Yeah, because <laughs> I had actually, there were four floors and I think... There was a a Rastafarian called Eric who lived in one room, Yes. then the Korean chefs who would just play cards all night and cook, and I would just go and eat their food. They were wonderful, play poker with them. Uh, Then there was me, and then there was um, the woman who owned the house, and she did indeed deal cannabis, which was quite (laughs) handy. But also, there was her daughter who had an illegitimate child, which in Hastings in the 70s was an executionable <laughs> offence. So we were just a real house full of misfits, you know. I often think it would make a, a good sitcom if I could be asked, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh gosh, I'd love to, could you just add one that that I could play?
1: Of course I will. In in
0: an annex somewhere, I'd love that.
1: And Julie Andrews locked up in the basement, there we go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder if we could engage in a little bit of quick fire translation because there are so many brandisms that I would just like to look at you. The first of which is actually very pertinent at the moment because I have a new eight-day-old nephew called Albert Oh, lovely! <laughs> I've given him a lot of very, very chic, probably too chic garments to wear, which I think fall under your acronym of TNTVO.
1: Oh, yeah, too nice to vomit over. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. It's far too many baby clothes to like that. Do you not? Do you not think? <laughs> I always want them in
0: my side.
1: Me too.
0: They're so wonderful and they often have a kind of lovely
1: nautical theme.
0: And I think, why couldn't I just have this blown up? I
1: think there's a business opportunity there because I've often wanted to have – like, I don't I don't like the stuff that most onesies are made out of. I would like onesies to be made out of like soft baby cotton, like romp kind of romper suits, you know. Wouldn't that be nice? So, oh, I'd live in
0: them. They're still sort of sheep.
1: Yeah. This made me
0: laugh out loud when I was reading your book because it's exactly what my sister has been going through at the moment. She's had quite a lot of bouquets of flowers and the flower to vase ratio is a little bit ass about face, bringing to mind a story of yours. The,
1: The thing is that when flowers go off, they are smell really horrible, don't they? And <laughs> yes. my housekeeping abilities extend to sort of shoving flowers in a vase uh, and then just forgetting they exist for about a month and then thinking, God, what's that awful smell? And it's the flowers. <laughs> and so I just, con- I do love flowers, but I convince myself I don't because they're just so annoying uh, once they start to go off a bit. And when you have a baby or anything like that, you get loads of them. Yes. I used to I used to kind of hear a sort of ring at the doorbell and have a look and see who it was. And and there would be a bloke with a with a big bunch of flowers and me kind of standing, I go, oh, I suppose I've got to get another fucking vase now, have I? You know. <laughs> really, really ungrateful and unpleasant. Um, you know, and um but that's how I used to feel about it, because when you've just had a baby. You don't actually want to do anything at all, let alone answer the door with all of your pudenda and other bits covered up <laughs> properly, you know, because you just sort of forget, oh God, that was hanging out and the, the man from Interflora's has <laughs> seen one of my bosoms or whatever it is. It's just, it's so hard and you're so grumpy because of lack of sleep, that doesn't help either. No,
0: I mean, she's rather threadbare at the moment, I have to say. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. Amazon is never welcome. (laughs) Um, Drains and radiators.
1: You know, I think that's actually quite a good phrase, isn't it, for people that just you feel like crying after you've had a coffee with them and other people (laughs) that just make you bask in the light of how wonderful you are, you hadn't realised, you know. I think actually, it's a really difficult thing in life to do, to get rid of drains, isn't it? Mm. Because there are certain people that you just think, please don't ever come and see me again, (laughs) mum. Now I know I love my mum, she's great. Um, That's a (laughs) joke. But um, And I have very (laughs) gradually started to just try and bring more radiators into my life and less drains. I love the radio.
0: I call the radiators orchestra people because I'm sort of an erstwhile singer, like your daughter, but not as brilliant. And um, I used to sing occasionally with small orchestras and it really is like bouncing on a trampoline singing with an orchestra. Oh
1: yeah, the amazing. And so I think
0: that applies to people too, Yeah, I, orchestra people. People
1: that are joyful about their life, you know. The poor old drains, yes. no one's denying they've probably had a bit of a, a rubbish childhood or something. And I mean, that's awful. But I think at some point, if you can learn to get some joy out of life, because, you know, we're not here for that long. So you might as well be kind of happy as grumpy if you can possibly manage it. <laughs> well, because we're not here for all that long, let's get
0: rid of some of the ones that you don't like. I have Actually created our first word bin oh, okay. because there were quite a few that you didn't really care for. Um, here they are: a machine gun volley of them. Passionate, empower, lean in, chav, blouse, literally, and bingo. Wings. Yes.
1: Oh God! All of those. Uh, where can I? Where can I start? Well, I think the problem with bingo wings as a phrase is it encompasses so many prejudices. It encompasses a prejudice towards the working class, uh, towards mm. women, towards age, and towards yes. weight. Uh And I just feel you would never say that about a man, would you? No, no. You might say he's got bingo testicles. <laughs> Not that many men get their testicles out when they've got, you know, a exactly a house. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, um, no, and uh, blouse, I think, is n- unnecessary. Um, I just think, call it a shirt, because that really is what it is, isn't it? You don't have to yes. differentiate, and thank God we don't these days, between you know shirts that are, are for men and shirts that are for women, Cause, because women yes. know what they are when they look at them. If it looks like you're going on the tube to work at Barclays, that's a shirt. Do you know what I mean? It seems so pointless <laughs> to me. Uh, Which other words shall I destroy? Oh, well,
0: chav. I think chav needs destroying. Also, if it's a true acronym. Have you heard the acronym?
1: What's the one you've heard?
0: Well, the one I've heard, which I think makes it just about the most odious word on the planet, is... Uh, council housed and violent.
1: Yeah, that's the one I've heard as well. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. that's not originally where it came from. I think it's um, it's yes. a Romany word or something that means child. But, um, ah. yeah, so, um, but people always love an acronym, don't they? I mean, I, I yes. like to do text acronyms to to teenage boys because they have to ask me what they mean, like CRB is my favourite, that's Cystitis really bad, and um <laughs> uh, t- TLL as well as another one. a lady leaked. You know, t- teenage boys oh, need to know.
0: I've got one of yours, which I love. milfo Oh yes.
1: Well, I think Milf is a horrible um acronym as well because yeah, you know, it's just it's just so kind of bald and hideous in its kind of naked. Um, sort of male sexuality and of course it means uh, ma- uh, mother I'd like to fuck. Mm. So I think MILFO is uh, is better and matches it a bit, which is man <laughs> I'd like to fuck off. I need to bring out a glossary, I think. Well, I'm your glossary today. Yes, I'm so glad. Can I just say one thing I think that is it is would be great for you to do if you ever run out of English words is to just have a look at words around the world because... I think, particularly, countries like Germany have such German is such a wonderful language. And um, I've just there's there's for example there's a set of um of sort of words for men who are unmanly, which I just think is hilarious. And one of them is sitzpinkler, and it means a man who sits on the toilet to have a piss. And I just, that's me. <laughs> that's me. I'm a sitzpinkler. You are a sitzpinkler. <laughs> Isn't
0: that sweet, though? Oh, I think it's divine. And also, good for Sitz-Pinklers because, you know, it shouldn't be emasculating to want to actually get it in. No one can get it in. I totally
1: agree. (laughs) I totally agree. And one of them which I think is very pertinent to uh, lockdown and has happened to so many of us um, is a word kummerspeck. And it literally means grief bacon and it's about how when you're grieving you start to overeat and I think so many people have lost loved ones haven't they during lockdown and we're all we're all putting on weight because we're all fed up and we've had enough of staying in we've had enough of you know missing people losing people
0: I have a couple more acronyms for you no actually just one Ibu A I B U. I think this is from the realm of mum's It is.
1: I I mumsnet is it's it means am I being unreasonable? And it's a way to frame a question for a mum's netter. And I love I love mum's net because it's such a hotbed of female anger, you know. Um you can really see like a lot of women kind of frame their answers in in this kind of Pardon my language, but fuck you. That my life's shit, and it's <laughs> shitter than yours. You know, and there's so much anger there. But the thing is, a lot of it is really entertaining. And um, when you are on Mumsnet, you um, you have to have a username, so people people you don't say Eileen at number 27 then you start going on my neighbours <laughs> shitting in their back garden or whatever it is I'm sorry this is so rude some of this uh, but anyway so, <laughs> no I love it <laughs> but, um, my favourite mum's net name is um, eat shit Derek which I, <laughs> don't you just want to know that story I do <laughs> oh my god.
0: I yes, I want to know if it's his predilection <laughs> oh, or, or or whether it's an instruction, Absolutely. You
1: know. <laughs> absolutely. And I must say, you know, Mum's Net keeps me going. And I do actually write quite, quite a lot of replies on Mum's Net, obviously. Not with my real name, God. but um, yeah. And well, I'm dying to ask what you're. No, no, is, no but, we... I mean we can't say. No, I'll can tell me? you in secret. I'm not telling you now, though.
0: <laughs> tell me in secret because I think <laughs> since born Nippy, I want to join.
1: <laughs> you must.
0: <laughs> oh, Joe, you have been
1: a little tranche of heaven today. Oh, well, thanks so Thank much you. for asking me. Well, I've loved it. Oh well, I've so enjoyed it, and. Um, I'll give you a call when I'm looking for love so I can have a brief visit to Celebs Go Dating. <laughs> and call me when the sitcom is in jest. I will, but make sure Wayne Lineker's on it, won't you? Oh my lord. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs>
0: Our bonus word today concerns Raymond and Katie, Joe's brother's imaginary friends. Since they took the rap for her brother's misdemeanors, they could be called tutelaries, which is a sort of spectral guardian based on the Latin tutela, meaning keeping. Well, I shan't keep you any longer. <laughs> My clunkiest segue to date. If you enjoyed Joe, other wizards of wit in our back catalogue include Alan Carr, Dawn French, and David Walliams. This has been a Monkey Kingdom and Acast production. Until next time, oodles of love.